Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bing and I am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Have no fear. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from an alleged haunted hotel in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. On today's I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I tell you guys how, where, and what it was like to actually eat that gator. Oh, yeah. I ate that gator plus Paulie Pelosi video and Damar Hamlin video comes out. I break down that Plus, T.J. Holmes, my man T.J. Holmes. We need to let T.J. Holmes back on the air and host Good Morning America. Let the people give the people what they want. All that morning, fantastic, hard-hitting, eyes-wide-shut New Orleans edition of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy up with something real nice. Yes, start this puppy up with something real loud. Yes! But most importantly, start the Zion Rapport Stereo Podcast off with something real funky, something real jazzy and real funky. Zion Rapport Stereo Podcast, let's fucking go. Boom. You see it. You see it and you hear it. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from New Orleans. New Orleans, baby. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Salt of Sniff, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta, 
a.k.a. Mr. Bourbon Street, a.k.a. Mr. Eyes Wide Shut. Woo! We on that Stanley Kubrick tonight, baby. Oh, yeah. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from the outrageous, interesting, one-of-a-kind city of New Orleans. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling sane. If you're watching this episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast on my YouTube page, you're probably asking yourself, why do you, Michael Rappaport, why do you, the Gringo Mandingo, have on an eyes wide shut mask. Why and how did you get those beads? I'm rocking that mask. I'm rocking those beads. And let me tell you something. They didn't just give me these beads. Oh no, I didn't get these Mardi Gras beads just for being a world class, world famous, iconic actor slash personality. No, I got them the hard way. The real hard way. Boom. I'm beaded up. You hear the beads. You see the beads. I am in New Orleans, and I'm all in. I am all into the city. I like it. I like the people. I like the tourists. I like the food. I'm all in. This is a fantastic, one-of-a-kind, totally unique place. I'm going to tell you a few things, though. Okay? So I got the beads. There's a... Second line parades here. There's second line parades here like people get happy birthday saying to them. It's just part of the day. You'll see parades here. When I say parades, I'm not talking about like Snoopy floats. Did you see like a band just playing? It, you know, it could be during the day. It could be during the evening. It could be in three in the morning. It could be three in the afternoon. There's just bands playing. There's just, there's a, they don't need a, a reason or an excuse or an explanation to have a parade here in New Orleans. But what a city. What an interesting place. And the last time on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I discussed. I zeroed in. I wanted to experience some of that gator. I wanted to eat that alligator. And it got in my head because there's a guy on TikTok who cooks all sorts of exotic foods and meats. And you're probably saying to yourself, Mike Rapp, uh, I thought you were a vegetarian. I thought you were a vegan. I never said that I was full vegetarian, full vegan. I said I lean that way. And trust me, I should be full-time vegetarian. I shouldn't be eating food. I should just be drinking uh, juices, eating kale and lettuce. I should not be eating anything but that. If you saw what my stool looks like post-New Orleans, trust me. Trust me. You would say, there's something died in you. Something died in you and is looking to get out. So, of course, when I mentioned wanting to eat that gator and possibly wanting to eat some of them frog legs, I got a whole lot of suggestions. I got a lot of suggestions. And... People were emailing, people were DMing, people were looking up reservations, uh, looking to get me reservations at this restaurant, at that restaurant. 
You could, you know, head 45 minutes out of town. Uh, there's some in town, all that. And I want to I thank you guys for participating with me, the Gringo Mandingo, on my quest to find some of that gator. I said I wanted that true blue gator. So yesterday, we were uh, trucking around New Orleans, filming some rap in the streets, uh, which is on my YouTube page. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast YouTube page at Michael Rappaport. Talking to the people of New Orleans, uh, asking them those uh, hard-hitting questions, plus trying to find that gator. Oh, and lo and behold, we found that gator. We, f we, we found that gator. Now, it wasn't ideally what I wanted, okay? But before I get to what that gator tasted like, and what them frog legs actually tasted like. Let me just tell you a little bit about Canal Street here in New Orleans. Let me just tell you a little bit about the French quarters. Born, raised in New York City, the 80s and 90s. I've been in some, some really, really, really rough and tumble neighborhoods. Been in some rough and tumble situations. I've been in some shady stuff. I have never experienced... The kind of shysty, shady, grimy, watch your back, pickpocket and scam artist program that they got out here in New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans. Yo, your grime game is bar none. When they say be careful to tourists in New Orleans, they mean be careful to tourists in New Orleans. You need to keep your head on a swivel. That being said, it's not like it's uh, you know you're in a third world country, but people are looking to get over on you out here, particularly on this Canal Street and in parts of the French Quarter. You got dudes doing fake accents, fake Jamaican accents, which will go into patois accents, which are going to straight up. Yo, I'm looking to get twenty dollars. One dude was like, first he was Jamaican. Then he sounded like he was Southern. He was like, yo, you got $20? I was like, my man, you need to take this act to America's Got Talent. Like, you're a fantastic impressionist. Scary also. Like, Hollywood, there's, there's a spot for you. We're walking around. There's music everywhere. It's loud. The bars are open. I've never seen anything like this since I was in Nashville. Saturday, New Orleans. I'm looking for coffee. The bars are open 9 a.m. And there's people in there drinking. Big, fat families of white people from all over the country drinking. It's 9 a.m. in on a Sunday. I'm looking for like, like a latte and a coffee black or like some like immunity tea. People are, and, and they're not drinking like just a beer or like a seven and seven. They're drinking like purple, blue, you know, neon-colored drinks out of these foot-long, bong-like concoctions, throwing them back. Full families, wives, sisters, sisters-in-law, and these are big people, big, big, big people, 200 pounds each, 350. The women, 200, 250. Men, 350, 370. Linebackers, fullbacks. That being said, I love the city. It might sound like I'm passing judgment. Listen, my experiences on the I Am Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, 
and where I've gotten to go. I keep it real. I don't just like, you know, the kept together Nantucket. I love Nantucket. I love New Orleans. I loved, uh, uh, where were we, Virginia that time? Surprising. I, it's a blessing to be able to go to these cities, have some time off, and explore these places. But we're asking around, we're sniffing around, yo, how can I eat that gator, that good gator? That fresh off the barbecue gator, that baked gator, that fried gator. So we go to this French market, and I see the sign. It was like, you know in the movie Pulp Fiction, when they kept opening the briefcase and it glowed? When I saw that sign, gator on a stick, fried gator, gator burgers, it was literally like that Pulp Fiction, Samuel Jackson, John Travolta moment when they open up that briefcase. So I said, this is it. So I talked to young boy. There were two young boys in there. One black dude who looked like Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, who's got a documentary coming out. The Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf story is coming out, I believe this week. There's a documentary on him um, and his career and his, his journey on Showtime. I want to get Mahmoud on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast because me and Fife Dog met with him. Man, I don't even know how many years ago this was. And uh, while we were doing the Tri Movie, you talked to him about doing that documentary. It was fresh off of the 30 for 30 that I did for... No, I hadn't even done the 30 for 30 on the Knicks. Anyway, I want to see that documentary. But we, we were talking to the... The Gator, Whisper, the Frog Leg, the Chefs. White dude had that ill Southern accent, and this other light skinned Chris Jackson, aka Mahmoud Abdul Rauf looking dude. Says this Gator, they say, this is that Gator. They're explaining to us how they catch the Gator, uh, how they view Gator in, in New Orleans. In New Orleans, they, get, they look at Gator like rats. It ain't like I'm eating monkey. I ain't eating no monkeys. It ain't like I'm eating turtle. They said, this place is overrun with gators. They were telling me about, uh, they were in their driveway once. Homeboy had to get out the shoddy because there was a six and a half foot gator in his driveway. <laughs> I wouldn't have got the shoddy out. I'd have got the bow and arrow out. And I'd have caught that gator. I'd have killed that gator. I'd have seasoned that bitch. Real nice. Real proper. I'd have cooked that gator. And oh yeah, I'd have ate that gator. I'm going to say it again. I'd have caught that gator, killed that gator. Oh yeah. Seasoned that motherfucker. Cooked it and then ate that bitch. Oh yeah. Nonetheless, just by their disposition, I was like, this is the spot. This is where it's going to go down. My wife, my friend, his wife, uh, the people I was with, they were like, you're on your own, homie. Nobody want my, my wife was disgusted that I was actually eating this gator. And homeboy said, I said, what's the best tasting gator that you got since you don't have full gator? He said, I got that gator on a stick for you, Mike. I said, let's do it. I said, I want that gator on the stick. I said, what other exotics you got? He said, I got fresh frog legs. I said, let's do it. Fuck Kermit. Kermit could kiss my motherfucking ass. Because I was in Argentina once and I had some fantastic frog legs. I'm telling you, I had stewed frog legs in Argentina one time, and I will never forget how good they tasted. 
They said, go sit down. It's going to be about 10 minutes. And uh, he said, the, uh, the gator on a stick, we'll have that first for you, Mike. I like when they were calling me Mike. You know, it's like, a, you know, real Southern. You know, like uh, they felt comfortable with me. I felt comfortable with them. Kinfolk, as we call it down south. <laughs> Homie brings out what looks like a 12-inch dick on a stick. My man brought out a dick on a stick. It literally looked like a sausage, like a kabbala. I said, this is it? He goes, yeah, that's gator on a stick. That's, that's gator, uh, 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 what is it, sausage? Or He says, try it. It literally looks like I'm eating a, a dick, an alligator dick. But I tried that gator, that gator on a stick, and full transparency, it tastes good. It tasted real good. You know what it tasted like? An Italian sausage. Growing up in New York City, they probably still have it. The hot dog vendors, you either get the hot dogs or the sausages. The sausages would be like 75 cents. I don't know how much they cost. They probably cost $9 now. They probably jam them up. The hot dogs would be 50 cents. You get yourself two hot dogs for a dollar, four hot dogs for $2, or the sausages. Gator on a stick tastes like New York sausages that you get from the hot dog vendor. Nice, spicy. Listen, I have no problem with my sexuality. I put that, my wife's like, you look like you're sucking a dick. And I go, I'm not, that's where your head is. Your head's in the street, babe. My head's not, I'm trying to eat this gator. She goes, you're really going to eat it? I go, what do, you think, what do you think I'm doing this for? I want to eat that gator. She goes, you're disgusting. I said, well, just, why don't you go, why don't you go wander around, meander. Go get yourself some, you know, some trinkets, bracelet, wallet, I don't know. I'm going to eat the gator on the, on the stick. Tried to get it. it. Tastes fantastic. But it wasn't anything unusual. It wasn't anything weird. It wasn't mealy. I didn't uh, have like, um, you know, alligator fingernails in, in there. It, I didn't have any of the hide. It tastes like a nice sausage. Homie comes over. He says, uh, now I got your, uh, your frog legs. This is where things get a little weird. <laughs> because frog legs, they look like frog legs. I don't know if you've ever eaten frog legs or seen cooked frog legs. But when you see a plate full of frog legs, and there's about eight frog legs on there, which means four frogs. Four frogs took that hit. Immediately, full transparency, you're just thinking about my man Kermit. Kermit D. Frog. But I've talked so much shit. I made such a big spectacle. They're all seasoned up. They smell good. They got the sauce and all that. I said, I got to eat my frog legs. My wife comes back. She's disgusted with me. My friends are disgusted with me. No one wants to participate. No one wants to join me with the frog legs. I'm, oh, you want a frog leg? No one wants it. They're running for the hills. So well, I'm, I'm going to do this by myself. But I'm immediately thinking about Kermit. I'm thinking about Miss Piggy. I'm thinking about Gonzo. I'm thinking about Elmo. I'm thinking about Big Bird, Snuffleupagus, all the Muppets from all the shows. Nonetheless, I put that frog leg in my mouth. It tastes good. It tastes like nice, succulent chicken. It tastes real good, and they seasoned them up real nice and real proper-like. So I enjoyed my frog legs. I enjoyed my gator. 
albeit that I didn't get my gator cooked the way I wanted it. I didn't get it presented the way I wanted it. And then I'm, I'm waiting for how it's going to settle in my stomach. You know, 15 minutes goes by, 20 minutes go by, 30 minutes go by. No problems. You know, I didn't feel like there was anything alive. I didn't feel like, uh, you know, I had eaten the frogs before they had, had, you know, been ready to be eaten. Everything felt good, and I got a weak stomach. And uh, after that, we're, I walked off my meal. And you know what? My wife, my friend, his wife, and my other friend, they're walking around hungry. Like, oh, I want to eat. I go, I'm good. You guys are on your own. Go get yourself something to eat. I offered you frog legs. You could have had some of that gator on a stick, but you're too hoity-toity. You're bougie. So you guys want to go eat? I'm fine. Like, I'll go for seconds, but I'm stuffed. I feel good. No problem. No problemo. Anyway, I want to uh, thank everybody for uh, their support, uh, their recommendations, or for food on my trip down here in New Orleans, and we're having a fantastic time. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Anyway, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from New Orleans. If you're watching, 
on YouTube, you're probably saying, my crap, why is there a guitar behind you? You you about to strum a little something something? No, it's just a ridiculously gorgeous hotel suite that I am in here at the Ace Hotel in New Orleans. Uh, and shout out to everybody in New Orleans uh, who's been just very nice and accommodating. Because when you're on the road, when you're in these 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 places, these cities, it could be weird. But not this trip. This trip has been fantastic. It's been excellent. You know, I woke up the other day. It was literally like it was literally like a civil unrest. It was literally like the world had stopped, like a social injustice had taken place because LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers the other day were playing the Boston Celtics in Boston. It's rivalry week in the NBA. And the amount of discussion, the amount of uproar, the amount of, you would think there was like an earthquake. You would think something bad had happened. LeBron James was obviously fouled on the last play of the game the other night versus the Boston Celtics. But it was literally like a meteor had dropped out of the sky or like some famous building, uh, you know, imploded. No injuries. But the amount of discussion and injustice and insinuation that somehow, some way, the NBA is rigged against LeBron James and rigged against the Lakers. The referees missed the call. They missed the call. Clearly, they missed the call. It happens. It happens to everybody. But to insinuate that the NBA somehow has a thing against the Lakers and LeBron James and they're missing calls intentionally, give me a break. Yeah, they should have replays for, you know, the referees should be able to take their own replays. But it happens. They're human. LeBron James got fouled. He's 38 years old. He's got grown man strengths. He's 315 pounds. He should be able to take a little hit on the wrist and make the layup. He's on the bench crying. Pat Beverly's having a spaz attack. He's pulling cameras from the sports photographers. Dennis Schroeder's on Instagram. This one's on Instagram. NBA Central Hoops. Everybody's like, oh my God. And these referees, this. this. And he missed the call. Whether the Lakers beat the Celtics or the Celtics beat the Lakers, it ain't going to help the Lakers long term. They ain't winning a championship. But to make it seem like the, the NBA has a thing against the Lakers and of all people, LeBron, the NBA um, wins if LeBron and the Lakers are winning. That's ratings gold. They just can't do it. They jiggity just can't do it. They're not good enough. And I don't care how many points LeBron James scores. I don't care uh, how old he is, how ridiculously good he's playing, and he's playing good. He's literally playing at an MVP level. There, I said it. You got me in a close-up. LeBron James is literally, at 49 years old, playing at an MVP level. I said it in a close-up. I said it in a wide shot. I said it in a wide shot. I said it in a close-up. LeBron James is playing at an MVP level, but it don't matter. You guys might not make the play-in. You got fouled. They missed the call. 
There's not a conspiracy to hold back LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. Your team just ain't good enough. You like that, Shannon Sharp? To quote Kurt Cousins, you like that? What else has been going on? They're still talking about this Drake concert. Drake, who performed at the Apollo last week. Again, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to get off social media. He performed at the Apollo in Harlem. One of the world's most famous theaters. Small, very, very small. If you've ever been to the Apollo, it's not big. It's an old school theater. And apparently he did all the hits. I couldn't name more than five of them. That's me. I'm in the minority. And uh, uh, people were saying, you know, he, the king is back and he's, he's proven that he's the gen- And he is all those things. Drake is the accomplishments. And he brought out Cameron, and he brought out uh, Joel Santana, and he brought out, um, what's his name? Who's, who's the, uh, the capo? He brought out Jim Jones, the whole dip sets. He had a Harlem uh, bodega set. And I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, I want to see what's so incredible about Drake. And, and a few, not a few years ago, when Drake first came out and he was popping, popping like his second album... My sons, they were young. I, I don't know the timeline. I don't care about the timeline of Drake. I really, I don't. I try to listen to his music. There's some joints. I like that pound cake joint because Jay-Z's on there. But I remember when my son was probably 12 years old. He said, Drake is like a flying car. And it made perfect sense to me. Because when I watched Drake, the highlights of Drake going through the, the hits and the songs at the Apollo. He does it all. He truly is like a flying car. He does his Loverboy songs. He does his hardcore songs. He did that It's Yours, that's Wu-Tang song. He's got all of it. He does his Southern stuff. He does his Jamaican Patois stuff. He does his 90s New York stuff. He does his R&B stuff. He put out a fucking house record. He's like a plug-and-play, like a flying car. You've never seen anything like that in hip-hop. Somebody who could do hardcore hip-hop songs, Sade songs, Aaliyah songs, Southern hip-hop songs, It's Yours Wu-Tang songs. He could rhyme with the grimiest of the grimy, sing with the, the pop stars. Like, he's literally like a flying, you'll never see it. Like, flying fucking car. He's ahead of his time. Whether it's good, not good, people love that fucking Drake. But he's like a cosplay hip-hop toy. It's like cosplay. Who are you, man? You're half black, half white. Your mother's Jewish. You were bar mitzvahed. You're more Jew than most Jews. Yet you could braid your hair. You could do an afro. You could go to fucking part in it. You could speak Hebrew. You could do accents. You could sing. This guy's like a fucking human crayon box of hip-hop. He does, not the, the 16 box. Not the, not the 30. He's like the big 164 colors of hip-hop. He does it all. No one else can do that. It's like cosplay. Whatever the tone, whatever the vibe is, Drizzy Drake can do it. 
And I respect it. But, I mean, he does a concert at the Apollo. Like, again, it's like people just, they're still talking about him performing at the, at the, at the Apollo. He's wearing Cameron's pink fur. It's amazing what, what kind of an uproar this guy can cause. Another person who could cause a frenzy, and I'm on his side this time, is Cookie Kanye West. Cookie Kanye West, Kim Kardashian. Cookie Kanye West, who's married. He got remarried. Good luck to you. My f- Why you keep getting married, man? Hope you got them prenups. Cookie Kanye West is uh, going at it. I get it. I understand it. He's trying to go see his uh, kid's basketball game or soccer game. I don't know what the kid's playing. Lacrosse. Something. And everywhere he goes, people are following him. Videotape. They don't just want the picture. They want the, the day in the life. They videotape them. It's one thing you get, get your fucking picture. Okay, here I am. Hi. But I was thinking, because he, uh, apparently Kanye West has been charged with, I don't know what the charge is. He, he grabbed a fan's phone. A fan. He grabbed a fan's phone. A fan. And now the fan is charging him with something. I thought you were a fan. If you're a real fan and you're following the guy around and he grabs your phone, the least you could do is not press charges. But that's what they want to do, these animals. Like I said, they're not comfortable or content with just a photograph. They literally are doing like the day in the life, the unauthorized day in the life of Kanye West. And I'm with you, Kanye, on this. I'm with all these celebrities. Look what they did to poor Britney Spears. They got her on Instagram they got, they went, that made her nuts, that paparazzi. Haranguing her, gaslighting her, following her, criticizing her, stalking her. Day after day after day after day. Look what they did to Alec Baldwin uh, when he was with Kim Bassinger. They make, it would make you nuts. I was thinking to myself, if I was being followed around, God forbid I did something that was worthy of these people following me around every day, oh, I'd be catching charges left and right. It'd make you fucking nuts. You go to go to get an Uber. You go to get a coffee. You go to uh, go get the, the Apple store to get your new AirPods because you lost your AirPods because the day before they're chasing you around. You go get a pair of sneakers. You go to an appointment following you. You're on the train. They follow you. Hilaria Baldwin uh, you know, yeah, she's up there with her Spanish accent, ever, with a baby. Can you imagine being somebody following a woman around when she's holding an infant child? You know how stressful it is to have an infant child, uh, albeit uh, the Baldwins have like nine small children? I'd be pissed off too. I'd do weird accents too. I mean, German, I'd be doing all sorts of shit. Leave these people alone. Get your picture and keep it moving. And if you're a real fan and he grabs your phone, why are you pressing charges? That's fake fan love. It's not right. It should be against the law. It's stalking. I should know. I should know. That's stalking. That's aggravated harassment to keep following videotaping people without their consent. Look what they did to Princess Diana. This guy's got enough problems. But I was having a debate with somebody the other day. They said, Kanye's coming back. Give it six months. I said, he ain't never coming back. 
If anybody wants to put some uh, money on it, let me know. He's never, ever coming back to the Kanye of old. He's dug himself too far in a ditch. And I don't care, Kanye, if you, if you did it to get out of your contract, uh, you wanted to do this, that, and the third, you should have come up with another, another ruse to get out of your contract. Kanye ain't coming back, and you know who else ain't coming back? My man, T.J. Holmes. T.J. Holmes and Amy Roback. My man, T.J. Holmes, the former good, uh, what is it, Good Morning America. T.J. Holmes and uh, co-host Amy Roback had an affair. T.J. Holmes uh, was married. I believe uh, Amy Roback was married to the actor Andrew Shue. I think I used to play basketball with. I think. I'm not sure. Not fact-checking. But they had an affair. It was caught. Human resources was involved. They got suspended. They got suspended again. And now uh, it's come out that T.J. Holmes is wild for the night. T.J. Holmes is one of these goofball, marble-mouth, O.J. Simpson-looking motherfuckers who brushes his hair backwards. Straight goofball. But with all these straight goofball brushing your hair back, dudes, there's a nefarious side. Because like, oh, yeah, I've been called a cornball. I've been called a herb. I've been called, uh, you trying to sound white. I've been called all these things my whole life. But I'm fucking everything. This guy's fucking everything. TJ Holmes banging everything. He fucking uh, his co-host, fucking his co-host's assistant, fucking his assistant, fucking the meter maid. He got a laundry list. This is a no good, dirty, scoundrel motherfucker, TJ Holmes. But the crazy thing about Good Morning America and TJ Holmes and Amy Roback, I'm probably not pronouncing her name correctly, is Hollywood show business is in dire need of ratings. Everything is dying. Good Morning America is dying. America's got talent. Uh, the ratings are down. The only shows that are still thriving are The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Hey, America's got talent. These, these shows are still doing well. But other than that, yo, they're going to start doing full blocks of talk shows. I'm sorry, game shows during primetime hours. That's what's coming next because no one's watching TV. On 8, to 8.30, 8.30 to 9, they're going to start having game shows. Because people watch that, and they, they cost a little bit of money. But with everybody struggling to get ratings, get views, get clicks, Good Morning America truly has blocks and blocks of gold. Stacks of gold right at their fingertips. And they're too woke to let the people have what we want. We want TJ, I'll fuck anything moving homes, and Amy Woback or Roback. We want them giving us the good morning America. We want that morning news. You suspended them. They went off to Tulum. They said, listen, go to Tulum, fuck each other's brains out. Have fun. We'll pay for it. We'll send you the private jet on NBC. Now we're going to bring you back and we're going to give America what they want. Can you imagine the ratings? Can you imagine uh, the amount of money NBC would make if they gave us what we want? I don't want to watch Good Morning America, but if TJ and Amy come on there in the morning, 
They should just do it from their bedroom. They don't even have to go into a studio. Just do it from, they could, do, they could literally do a Good Morning America from their phones. Hey, babe, how you doing? The last night at Jennifer Aniston, that's, how, that's all we need to do. Give the people what they want. That's gold. Friends is gone. The Sopranos are gone. There's no great TV shows. People are literally shutting down networks. Talk shows are getting canceled left and right. Give us what we want. We want Amy and TJ recapping what they did and what they're going to do the rest of the day. These two, this is what, I don't know what they're going to do. What are they going to do now? There's nowhere to go. From, they're going to start a fucking podcast, TJ and Amy. I don't know who's in charge of Good Morning America, but that's what we want. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the Draft. King's YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Last week on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the last episode, I said my prediction for DeMar Hamlin was that there would be a big interview pre-Super Bowl on Super Bowl day to talk about ratings with DeMar Hamlin. Now, the Buffalo Bills got eliminated from the playoffs. So I think the NFL was like, listen, DeMar, you're good. We're glad you're good. You're on your own. 
interview ain't happening. There's been conspiracy theorists, some close to me. I'm not going to name names or point fingers about people in my world, my zeitgeist, people that I might even be married to, people that I do business with that have been saying horrible things about Damar Hamlin, saying it was fake, saying it was staged, saying that terrible things. I thought they would hold this interview until Super Bowl Sunday, a big interview, like 15, 20 minutes where he tells his story. And it still might happen because I would... Talk about a guest. We all want to like ask this gentleman, like, what does he remember? Like, you know, what was that like? When did you realize, like, uh, uh, you know, what had happened? When did you realize that it became this thing that the whole world, not even non-football fans were aware of? How do you feel? You know, all that stuff. People have questions for DeMar Hamlin. Super Bowls in two weeks. And I think DeMar Hamlin probably was like, yo, I'm not CGI. I'm not dead. I'm not a robot. There wasn't a body double at the game last week. It's me. So he went on his Instagram and gently and nicely said, I appreciate the love. Here I am. He spoke. DeMar Hamlin spoke for the first time since he became a name that everybody uh, will always uh, remember. And lo and behold, the conspiracy theorists are still questioning is it, a, is it a robot? Is it CGI? Is it AI? Is it any of that? All the conspiracy theories, when you get debunked, everybody disappears. It's like Michael Jordan said in The Last Dance when he had the cigar. Anybody could talk shit. Anybody could say anything when they're ahead. But when you're down, it takes a good man to say something. Nobody got nothing to say about DeMar Hamlin anymore. He was trending for four days on Twitter. Poor guy. Saying he was, I don't even want to say it. Shouldn't even say that. Guy had cardiac arrest for nine minutes. And he's back. Glad to see you back. I want that full interview on NFL Sunday. My prediction is that he's going to play football again. I don't know how they would get insured to have DeMar Hamlin play football again, but... That's my hope and my prediction for Damar Hamlin. Speaking of conspiracy theories, debunking conspiracy theories, the Nancy Pelosi's husband video finally came out. The police body cam footage came out of Nancy Pelosi's husband, who, if we uh, remember, uh, he had gotten attacked an alleged intruder broke into their house. How they broke into their house, I don't know. Speaker of the house should be gated up real nice and real proper, especially if it's Nancy Pelosi. But alleged intruder broke into the house, the Pelosi house. And there were all sorts of rumors saying that there was a, 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 a gay orgy going on. There were all sorts of rumors saying that the guy that broke into the house, Paulie Pelosi, they were gay lovers. Why would Paul Pelosi be in his underwear in the middle of the night? Which I sleep butt ass. Raw dog. I don't even sleep in any underwear. I'm butt ass. I don't know why people would think it's weird that if it... Like when the earthquake hit in 1993, I was with my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time, our neighbor was knocking at the door, help, help. And 
as scared and as freaked out as I was, I didn't want to open the door till I got clothed because I was imagining droves of people on the street running for their lives and I'm out there running naked. At least, like, let a shelf hit me, but can I clothe myself? But I woke up, butt ass. 3.30 in the morning, the earthquake's going on and I clothed myself. But if an intruder comes in uh, and, you know, got you pinned up, got a hammer, whatever he's doing to you, Unfortunately, you don't have that time. But Paulie Pelosi had on a nice pair of pajamas, looked like a nice uh, silk, uh, silk grade pajama, and he's in his underwear. And in the footage, you see the the police officers open the door, and it's weird. I think Paulie Pelosi. This is just me. He's probably on some sleeping pills. Allegedly, this is just what I think. He's probably hopped up on some sleeping pills. Maybe he had himself a couple of vodka tonics before he went to bed. He just got arrested for drunk driving, he seems like a little bit of a lush, allegedly. I bet you Nancy, old lady Nancy, I bet she, she throws back some red wine too. She takes her fucking teeth out, she throws back a couple of glasses of red wine and, and has to go to sleep. The amount of stress. Old bag of bones, she takes those teeth out, her dentures out, drinks a little nice bottle of red. Paul seems like he's on the hard stuff. Paul seemed like he was either hopped up on some sleep medication uh, or, or a couple of vodka tonics. An intruder broke in. He's holding the hammer. They're both kind of casual. It was weird. It was bizarre. And the police are like, what's going on? And he's like, nothing. Which, listen, if you're scared, you might say that because the guy goes, yo, when the police come say nothing's happening, I'm going to break your fucking head with this hammer. You understand me? You drunk fuck. Paul, I want Nancy, but I'll bust your fucking head with this hammer. The police come in, they're like, what's going on? Nothing, nothing. And then you see the guy, yo, he hits the guy over the head with the hammer. Scary. And all the Donald Trump juniors, all these people, all the Fox News, all the, the freaks, the bottom feeders who were saying it was staged, it was fake, it was a gay orgy. It was a, you got nothing to say when you saw the footage of the guy getting beaten over the head. With a hammer, whatever the circumstances were. Because we all know that that's serious. There's no staging that. They beat old man Paulie over the head with the hammer. And if old lady Nancy had been in there, homie would have killed her ass. Just like the January 6th people. If they had gotten their hands on that little, that little old lady who probably weighs about 120 pounds of frail old bones... She probably weighs 120 pounds when she's got her dentures in. She take those dentures out, she's 119 pounds, old lady Nancy. I'm glad he's fine. I'm glad he didn't get his, his hands on old lady Nancy. And that just what I'm saying is about these conspiracy theorists who said that DeMar Hamlin uh, uh, was dead, DeMar Hamlin was CGI'd, and that uh, old man uh, Paul Pelosi was having a gay orgy. When you see the truth, nobody, they just disappear. And I don't think that's, I don't think it's fair. I think you should continue uh, to have to own up to your conspiracy theories. I'm not down with the conspiracy theories. I'm not down with the ghosts. Everybody talks about ghosts in New Orleans. Everybody's talking about this beautiful Ace Hotel being haunted. They're hearing sounds. It's a hotel. They're like, yo, I was, I was sleeping and I heard people, I heard sounds, I heard yelling. You probably heard your neighbor getting, getting fucked. You know, like last night when I was laying down, you know, we're hearing things. There's a balcony. There's people, not everybody goes to sleep at 8.30 p.m. 
I don't believe in ghosts, ghouls, spirits. Got my palm read the other day. Got my palm read. She gave me the, the like palm reading 101. She gave me the like the okie doke. Oh, your life was this, but it's gonna be better. This year's gonna be prosperous. What are you gonna say? I'm paying you forty dollars. What are you gonna tell me? My life's a pile of shit. Imagine you go get your hand, your palm read in New Orleans, and like, listen, your life is shit. Your wife's cheating on you. Your dog's going to die. You're going to lose all your money. I just gave you $40. This is what you're going to tell me, lady? She gave me the old okie doke. You've had this. You've had that. You've dealt with this, but everything's going to get better in your future. That's what you want to hear when you gave, gave the lady $40 in New Orleans. Fake palm readers, crystals, and all that stuff. Listen, I went to the healer. I like that, but that was a physical touch. She, she smacked me. Uh, she cupped me. And I believe in that. But all this, this fake stuff that you can't see, ghosts, ghouls, spirits, doors slamming in old hotels, I don't buy it. Anyway, I'm done. Came, saw, disrupted. Came, saw, disrupted. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm out. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.